Hi there, and welcome to the Persuasion 101 podcast. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about what persuasion is, how to do it, the different stages, and how to make it more persuasive, how to do it via the internet, how to do it face-to-face. There's so many different ways of being persuasive. Now, what I want to do, first of all, is to start to talk about what the most basic way of doing persuasion can be. And you can do this in a whole number of different ways. It's very, very straightforward. But all you really need to do to begin to become persuasive is to ask people for what you want. That's the most basic way of doing persuasion. But it isn't always the best way. It's certainly not the most persuasive way. And it's not really the most efficient use of your time. If you were to have some sort of product, like a pen or a pencil, and you put it on the table in front of someone, That's more persuasive than not doing anything, but it doesn't really tell your audience or your customer base, potential customer base, what it is that you want them to do. If you say, I want you to buy this pencil, that again is better than saying nothing, but it's really not very efficient. Now the people who take action are always going to be much more persuasive than the other people who don't. So that's the first thing to remember, you always need to take action. However, I'm going to tell you how to optimize that so that you can become as persuasive as you possibly can. I'm also going to tell you how you can do that over the internet, how you can do it face-to-face, how you can do it over the phone, different anchoring positions, different psychological techniques that you can use as well. So hopefully this is going to be a bit of an interesting ride. I'm sorry about the sound quality, but I will try to improve that as much as possible as these podcasts go on. So please keep listening. Okay, we're going to start way back in ancient Greece with a guy called Aristotle. Now, you may well have heard of this chap. He was um, a really old guy by the end of his life, Uh, so he did live to a reasonable old age. And during his lifetime, he made huge contributions to lots and lots of different fields, from science through to medicine, astronomy, dabbled in astrology as well for his sins, Um, psychology and persuasion. He wrote different plays and spoke about public speaking. He made huge contributions to not only ancient Greece, but also a bit further on into the future. We're still using his information right now. Some of it has been superseded since, but a lot of it still plays true even now. Now, what he said about persuasion was that there are three different ways or methodologies that you can use to become persuasive. These are the three keys on which we're going to focus. And these can be drilled down into, but... For now, I just want to give a bit of a surface overview of what these things are and how to use them. In future podcasts, we're going to go into that in a bit more detail. So the three stages are ethos, pathos, and logos. And I'll explain what each of those are. So ethos is the character of the persuader. So each and every bit of persuasion will have a persuader, the person who's doing the persuading. Aristotle said that persuasion was the act of moving an audience from one position to another. In neurolinguistic programming or psychology, this may be known as a perceptual position or a cognitive position. This is the way of looking at something. Now, if you're going to change the way of looking at something, you need these three things. So the first one being ethos, which is the character of that persuader. Who is it that's changing that position? Because you need someone in order to enact that change of position in the person who is being persuaded. So the character of the persuader is really important. Now you can go into that in a bit more detail in that if you look at someone at a conference, 
the person who's doing the persuading is always introduced before they get up and speak. So the person who's running the whole show that has the most kudos, I suppose, the most character or the most influence over that whole party of people will be the one to get up on that lectern and say, now introducing whoever. And they'll, they'll explain who that person is, what their accolades are, and why the audience needs to listen to them. The reason being is that that persuader has now borrowed some of the kudos, some of the character of the persuader, in order to persuade the audience themselves. So they're borrowing that persuasion from someone else. Like I say, we're going to go into this in a bit more detail in other podcasts, but hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea as to why it's so important that character can be used to persuade. Hi guys, welcome back, and this time I'm going to be talking about pathos, which is the second of the persuasion points that Aristotle said. The first was ethos, which is the last podcast. If you haven't listened to that already, go back and listen to that one. That's a good introduction to what persuasion is and how that works. Uh, So Aristotle said that persuasion is uh, the act of moving someone from one position to the next. What we're going to do is to, we've talked about ethos already, that's the character of the persuader. We're going to talk about pathos, and this comes from the word pathology or pathological. It's the emotional reason for change. I don't know about you and where you are in the year at the moment or when you're listening to this. I'm going to be uploading this in January, um, at the end of January, and we've just had the Christmas period. Now, I don't know what it's like where you are, whether you're listening to it in the UK or, or not, but certainly in the UK, at Christmas time we have adverts or um, commercials, I guess you American guys would call it, and they often talk about charities and what I call the wet eye brigade or the big eye brigade. These are the people, or charities, who use people with big eyes, whether it be children, animals, old people, um, people who are being oppressed, homeless people, that sort of thing. All of these people have big eyes, wet eyes, they're moving in slow motion, it's often desaturated from colour, so it may well be black and white. It's got slow motion, slow music, and a person with a deliberately slow and very deep voice explaining exactly how these people have very, very poor living conditions or whatever. Now, I'm not being cynical deliberately, guys. All I'm saying is that these are how these people are persuading you. So, in the last episode we spoke about character of the persuader. You can think of pathos or pathology as the character of the persuasion itself. So this isn't just the person who's doing the persuasion, it's the persuasion itself. This is how things are working. Now, the character of the persuasion is all about an emotional reason. So, for example, these these adverts really tug at the heartstrings. They make you feel sad and, and bad about yourself. You know, you look at this and you look at your own life and the juxtaposition of one against the other, you're thinking, these people, poor people, you know, the, they are deprived of basic amenities. They are not being treated very well. And at the end, once they've given their pitch about, you know, please donate five pounds a month or just give us a call or text message on this number and it will help these people, suddenly they turn up the brightness, they turn up the sound, they turn up the colour 
and they they have these slow motion people suddenly smiling or their eyes dry up or they're now wearing clothes and they're running around and kicking footballs and having a generally good time or these dogs are now chasing their family around the garden and yeah it's all happy happy joy joy and that's because it associates the act of doing it before you're even doing it the act of doing it with feeling good so you need some sort of emotion and this is quite sad really in that, you know, I, I, as I say I don't want to be too cynical about this but you can clearly see that these people these charities are trying to get you to feel emotional about donating to their charity there's a change of pace because certainly around Christmas time there's a lot of commercials or adverts about children's toys or about food or about partying and going out and buying new clothes and it's just buy 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 all the time until these adverts come on and then there's a significant step change so just be aware of that as and when you're doing your own persuasion you need not only to have the character of the, your persuader correct and that's the character of yourself by the way because you are the persuader you're the one doing that position change to suddenly have an emotional reason to change it's a bit more difficult in business to business but we'll go into that in a bit more detail as and when we go into uh, a bit more detail on what persuasion is how that works and giving specific examples of the uh, the pathos of your persuasion Thanks very much for listening. Tune in again next week when we're going to be talking about Logos, or the logical reason for change, which is going to be next week. I won't go into too much detail now. Thanks very much for listening. Have a good day. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Persuasion 101. Uh, This is the podcast that talks about different types of persuasion, how to do it. Uh, It's all very, very uh, small, I guess bite-sized pieces of information that I hope you will take away, listen to, maybe listen to twice if you can, um, or more, you know, listen to it whenever you can, and get the information that you need in order to become more persuasive. Today we're going to be talking about Logos, or the logical reason for change. This is the third of Aristotle's three positions, or three reasons, or methodologies for change, and for persuasion. As I said in the last two episodes, um, Aristotle said that the persuasion is the act of changing position of an audience from one position to a preferred position. So we've already gone through what persuasion is. We've also spoken about ethos and pathos. These are the character of the persuader and the emotional reason for change. The next is the logical reason for change. Logos stands for logical. And it comes from the same sort of word as well. Uh, Logos in, uh, I think it was Greek, uh, it comes from uh, that word. And all it is, is a dichotomy. What you need is a switch almost to say, either you do this or you don't do this. If you do this, then this will happen. If you don't do this, then this will happen. And you need to make it very black and white. There's no grey area here. You need to make sure that either people do it or they don't do it. They don't sort of do it, they don't maybe do it later. Doing it later is a no. Now if you push people so far and they say, no, I'm not really sure, just say, I'm hearing a no. And often people are very, very um, reluctant or reticent to say no outright. It's too polite, certainly in this country. People, they're, they're too polite to say no outright. They'd much rather say, I'll have a think about it. I'll have a think about it is a no. 
what you need to do is to make that very black and white you need to say it's either yes or it's no if it's a think about it it's a no try to push them towards a no and weirdly they'll be yes way more often because people don't like saying no they'll be very uncomfortable about saying no now a logical reason for change needs to be like that dichotomy like i said and a good example of putting all of these three things together we've spoken about ethos we've spoken about pathos the character of the persuader and the emotional reason for change adding logos into it at the same time that will make a very powerful um, collective what you need to do is to have a look at an example of this and an example I'm not saying that this is the, a good example as to you know, what you should do but it's a good example in as much as seeing how all of these elements work together if I were to pull out a gun pointed at someone's head and say either you give me your money or I shoot you those two options are not are, are, are not tenable you can't have both of them you can't sort of give some money you either give all of it or you're dead it engages the character of the persuader because if you've got a gun in your hand certainly in this country in the uk if you can get hold of a gun i can believe that you are going to shoot me it's very very realistic it's a quite a, a possible outcome it also engages the emotional reason. If you're not moved emotionally by the prospect of losing your life, you're probably not alive in the first place. Everyone will see that and just go, you know what, I'm gonna give you my money, it's worth way less than my life. My life, that's it, you know, game over if you lose that. So you give over your money. So the ethos is there, the character of the persuader. The pathos is there, the emotional reason for change. The next is the dichotomy or the logic and that's either you give the money over or you die so you've got to be aware of that when you're persuading people and you need to use that as much as you possibly can either they buy this now or they lose out this is why there's time scales on people buying things in a, in a January sale it ends first thing Monday or you know either buy this sofa today or miss out you know all, all stop must go these sorts of things is a subtle way of saying either you do this now or you're going to miss it so buy now or don't and that's the premise of um, well lots of different things squeeze pages on the internet for example that's another good one so hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea as to what persuasion is how to do that and then you can use that in your own uh, roundup in your own persuasion in your own marketing as well thanks very much for watching to, uh, or listening to persuasion 101 have a good day and tune in again next time. Neil, thank you for talking at length about ethos, pathos, and logic. Certainly something I learned 20 years ago in psychology class, but I don't remember it so succinctly in my daily selling. So I thank you for summing it up again, and I'm certainly going to be listening to more. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it.